0: Design New Podcast, Episode 26. If you are stressed, stretched, and stuck, and ready to take your life to the next level, reach out to me for a free 30-minute strategy call to see what steps you can implement right now to design your best life. Email me at connect at tinamurray.com and let's create your own unique blueprint to lay the foundations for that life that you really want. Are you ready to create the life you really want? Welcome to the Design You podcast, where I talk to everyday people who know life can be done differently, with a clear mindset, positive attitude, openness to growth, and their willingness to take life to the next level. Get ready to Design You. Hi guys, Tina Murray here. Today I'm welcoming to the drawing board Irvin Liz. Irvin is the founder of Minneapolis-based specialty coffee importer and roasting company Colombian Coffee Connection. He's originally from Colombia and was born into a Nasa indigenous coffee farming family. He left his home in 2010 to complete his high school in Norway and in 2012 he arrived in the US and graduated from a degree in economics. Upon graduation, Irwin and his business partner, John Backlund, started the Colombian Coffee Connection with the mission to bring the freshest specialty coffee from Colombia and to compensate the farmers fairly. The business has also become a platform for fundraising to build homes for abandoned Indigenous elders in Erwin's home village. Join me as I chat with Irwin. how everyone is connected. Hi Erwin, welcome to the Design New podcast. Thanks for joining me today.
1: Yes, thank you very much for having me here. I'm just very excited, like I was saying a moment ago, Tina, for the opportunity to be here. And and I just love what you are doing. The Design You podcast really goes well along with how I see life I see that if you want to do something and if you have a plan and you have the patience and the drive to do it, that you will eventually uh, get to it. So thank you very much for having me here. Awesome. And, again, my name is Ervin and I am from Colombia, just letting you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't wait to hear about your life in Colombia and where that goes. But one thing I love about what you just said is when you're talking about people designing your life, you, you, you mentioned about how they have a plan and how they know where it is that they want to go and take some action. But the bit that I love that you put in there is having patience. Because I think so often people think they just have to have a plan and take action and it's going to get there. But it's not that quick and easy, is it always? <laughs>
1: it's, it definitely is not. And I have, I have experienced this. Uh, from a very personal perspective, you know, most of the time and I think this happens in all generations, this is not just from, from one generation uh, in fact, I was talking the other day uh, with with a friend at a, at a place and, and you know, he's he's already in his late 60s and, and he was saying, you know, when I was young I really wanted to get things done now I really wanted to, you know, get rich and, you know, get these things and get the other things and, and he said and I was always just impatient and and he says and eventually i got to the point where i started to think in a different way and i started to realize that it doesn't matter how much impatient i am things are not going to happen until they need to happen mm-hmm. and that that was just such an eye opening thing because i had been already realizing these things you know i was also such a person and so it came to my mind that that is. This is not just from me. This is not just from the millennials. This has been happening since people exist pretty much. And, and, and it happens throughout all the ages because there are some people who are also older who are also in the same, you know, kind of set of just from one generation. But yes, the, the, the key point here is you need to be patient. There is nothing else, absolutely nothing else that is going to take you to where you want to go. Other than patient and patience, and of course, having a concrete plan and, and, you know, knowing, knowing in a general perspective what it is, what you want. Because also, sometimes when you go, when you plan too much and when you just focus on that plan and you don't want to see any changes, that's also a dangerous thing to do. So, yes, it's very important. Patience, people, please, patience. (laughs) (laughs) Tell
0: us about your background because you've come from Colombia. You now live in the States, but it's been a bit of a journey to get there. And tell us about how growing up in Colombia has really influenced your life and how it's taught you about patience, perhaps.
1: Yes, so it's. I think you are absolutely right uh, to to ask that question. Uh, I grew up in Colombia in the mountains. Uh, I am from an indigenous community. My tribe is called the Nasa people. And I grew up in an environment where we did not had we did not have road or electricity until 2003. So I did not grow up, you know, playing video games or watching TV or or sending, uh, you know, text messages or any of the conveniences that I have now here living in the US. So having that type of lifestyle until I was 16 years old really just showed me that. You know, certain things will take the time that they need to take. And in some cases, great things don't just happen. At once, you have to go one step at a time. It is it is one thing at a time, and and my father, even though we lived so far up in the mountains, he you know he used to have a, a business since since I can remember, and and he still has his little business, and he will trade goods and serve in some services, and and also and also he will uh, he will you know buy coffee, sell coffee, all that kind of stuff, and for us to get from the place that we live to bring all these products to the city and come back with other products, it's the the way in by horse is about two hours and then by car is another three hours. So it takes about five hours. So it really shows the major contrast. And so it just helps me thinking, okay, you, maybe this is, this is not so much, a physical thing that everybody has to go through, but it's more a metaphor for life. It's more, if you really want to do it, you will have to, whatever that horse means for you, you got to ride it down the down the mountain, you got to take the car, you got to go, go to the city, come back and bring the other thing. So for me today, it is a metaphor, but I think those experiences in particular really taught me, uh, about being patient and also because when i was in high school you know i would have to come back to the house help my mom uh you know do all the daily chores pick up the coffee my father was a coffee farmer so i will help me picking up the coffee and this is a slow process you, you don't just pick the coffee today and you get paid tomorrow it, it really takes time so, so. All those little things uh, helped me in that regard. So yeah, I grew up in Colombia again. Didn't have uh, road electricity until I was about twelve years old, and then after that, at some point in in two thousand and ten, I was in my in high school. And my sister, uh, she told me about this scholarship, and, and, and I always wanted to do something different. I was that kid who is like, you know, just, okay, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Uh, impatient kid. But also, that helped in a certain way. So I just said, uh, okay, if there is this scholarship, I will just go ahead and do it. And now you have to know that at this point, I did not know any English. I knew zero English. I, you know, I was in the mountains, there, is, there was really nobody to teach English, and I, I knew nothing. I had never been on an airplane. and and, and, I just, I just wanted to do it. And I said, yes. <laughs> and I say, yes. And, and I applied, I applied, I got selected and I ended up going to Norway to do my high school. Wow. And so for two years, I, uh, I, I attended uh, an international high school in Norway. Uh, it took me three months, three months to get from zero English to having some kind of proficiency pretty good that's how long it took me and to become uh, completely fluent well not completely fluent but mostly fluent it was about six months uh and it was a very interesting experience as well because it, it just shows me you know if if life is going to give you opportunities some of which you are not ready for and some of which you are and it really depends how you want to sit sometimes it can be. It can mean that you are ready in a physical way. It can mean that you are ready skills wise, or it can mean that your mind, even though you don't have the skills, even you don't you don't have the physical ability, that your mind is ready and and it says yes, you can do it, and you're going to acquire the skills while you are doing it. And so I think I was at that point, and so uh, perhaps for that reason was also uh, not too difficult for me to to to. Transition from you know living in the mountains to living in Norway and eventually coming to the US, which is where I am right now.
0: But that's a huge culture shock. I've had a really close friend of mine who was um, from a small place in Ghana in Africa, and mm-hmm. he. I remember the first couple of weeks when he moved to Denmark because he got married, and you know he was so excited about that and finally being with his wife, but. The experience when he got there, to start with, it was cold. It was winter and he come from Africa. But just, you know, there was washing machines. There's all these things <laughs> that he hadn't really seen, hadn't been aware of. And so the culture shot, like he, he spent a number of days in those first couple of weeks just ringing me because he was trying to, you know, make sense of it all. From someone who had right. been in Africa, I knew it was going to be a culture shot. But because he didn't really know what he was actually coming towards it's huge so right. how did you manage that you had a language to learn but there's there has to be culture shock I can't believe there's not for you coming from the mountains
1: right and and, and yeah so there was there was indeed a, a big culture shock and that's something that you just kind of like have to get used to and and it takes time of course it's it's not just like a process that you know happens from one day to the next and, but but I think the, the, that level of culture shock it also depends on on how your how your mind works because I am the person who is I am so curious I'm always curious about new things and you know I can say this from many angles you know like I like to try new foods I don't care how the food looks like I just want to try it because that that's just my curiosity I want to see how it tastes how it feels is it bad is it good is it it delicious am I am I gonna never try it again you know that kind of thing and 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 so for me you know getting to Norway it was completely completely different for sure but I was enjoying every bit of it mm. because it was just so new I was like okay well, we know what's going on here I know it, one of the things that I remember over there is that uh the you know we had to live. it was uh, it was like a boarding school so we had to be with five other people and you know that was one thing that I had not been used to in the same room so, you know, sharing that space and in terms of the food, you know, Norwegian food is, is really healthy, but it's very tasteless. So, <laughs> sorry, sorry, people from Norway, but that's, that's just how kind of I saw it. Um, and, and, and again, so I, it was just fun. That's, that's what I can say. It was just absolutely fun. So also the, the environment in which I was going, it wasn't. It was very welcoming because everybody was coming from different parts of the world. I mean, I was, I was standing there with people from over, uh, 95 countries. So everybody was kind of like in the same mood, you know, just exploring, trying to learn. So it wasn't too much of a, of a cultural shock. Perhaps if I had gone just, you know, privately to a certain place and knowing nobody and, and, you know, that might have been different. So my experience was slightly different. But yeah, I can say that, I have always just been very curious in many regards, and and so I just always enjoy the new the new things.
0: Yeah, and how different does it make your whole perception of somewhere if you just look at it from a point of being curious? That's fantastic. Right,
1: right. It 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 really does help a lot, and this is. Uh, also being good for me uh i have i have started a business here in the u.s and right now i am starting two other businesses in colombia and and so you know these are always new things there is always new things in terms of business You, you don't really know uh every single aspect until you do them or you know something happens and you somehow figure it out um but when you approach it from the perspective of just being curious, everything that is new is not going to be so much of a shock, but rather more of an enjoyable learning process. That's how I see it, mm-hmm. and 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 so again, having that kind of mindset is really helpful in in many regards. I will I will say.
0: Yeah, and with the businesses that you're um, starting up, what are the important aspects of that? Look, I and I'll get you to talk about your um, Colombian coffee and and how you're giving back to your community because that's I think that's really important. But when mm-hmm. you're actually looking at a business, you, you've got an economics background, so obviously that comes into it. Making money is a big important part. But what right. else is it for you that when you're looking at something that is really going to drive you? What What do you need in a business?
1: Uh it- so, yeah, so the money, of course, is is a primary driving factor. Uh, but also, <clears throat> I have been fortunate uh, to have gone from a place that I didn't have anything, pretty much, to having many accommodations. So I was in Norway, you know, I had everything there, all all the food that I could possibly think of. You know all the all the all the again accommodations having laundry place all that kind of deal and then I came here to the U.S. and in here it was the same thing you know everything is there on a buffet for me to take and I just have had uh, so many opportunities that I feel that I am extremely lucky for them you know it is just um, I just think that I am extremely lucky so right now for me. it seems like I have passed beyond the point where I am focused on the on the rewards that just come to me It for me now is more about what can I do for other people and i am I just finished reading a book which is very interesting. Uh, what is the name? Oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot. It's it's called "So Good They Can't Ignore You," and and this book says basically, you know, in a few words, what, what they what he's saying is is don't focus on what life can give to you, focus on what you can give to life. And for me, that is, you know, what can I give? To the people, so not so much, you know, about how much money I can get, or you know, how many cars I could buy in the future, or that kind of deal. It's more about how can I help the people, and and so uh, you know a little bit about the coffee business. I'm mean, not gonna start. I'm gonna start talking about it now. But but so I have the I, I started a coffee business last year, and one of the things that I do is is we give 10% of the profits back to the community. And also, we pay the farmers three times more for their product than everybody else is paying. Mm -hmm. So that, for me, is helping the people. You know, I I know how hard it is to grow coffee, uh, yet the coffee growers are getting paid only 1% of the profits that the industry makes in the world. So that, for me, it just tells me that that uh, that private individuals can do something to fix that kind of thing mm-hmm. and i think that's why you know many times uh, people really dislike large corporations because they are just interested solely on what they can earn but not so much about what kind of uh, equality they can bring to the to the to the marketplace and 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 that for me i will say is the main driving purpose is how can i help the people and how can we make things a little bit more just uh, the other thing that I'm getting started in Colombia right now is an educational platform to to teach kids uh, English, Spanish, and native languages. Colombia has over 80 native languages. So this is going to be a process that is, that is going to take me at least five years to complete. It's definitely a long-term project. Uh, and we're already doing great progress but it's just going to take a lot of time and so that particular project for me is about how can I make this so accessible so that people, Mm -hmm. everybody because today most of the people have access to to a smartphone, to a computer uh, you know, to the internet how can they use these tools so that they can have an advantage as well in the marketplace when they go to work, when they they try to apply for a university or even when they are looking for a scholarship Mm -hmm. so so that's for me what really is driving uh, right now most of the things that I do, and, and and then of course there is course the money, but that's not really as important of a factor as this is.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's a, the the money is the byproduct. Obviously, you're not going to do something that's not going to make money, but that's the byproduct. What you're getting your your um, kicks out of is actually the, what you're doing and how you're contributing.
1: Right. Talk,
0: talk to me more about education because education, from my point of view, has always been really an important thing i think if you educate one kid it means that their families down the track so talking about patients this is a really long term you know you, you never right. necessarily see the out of the long-term impact but i believe educating one person can make a difference for generations to come so coming from um, columbia and the fact that you did manage to have a great education how how, how does that all stack up for you
1: so I think education, uh, it's, it's, it's a little, it can be a little bit of a tricky thing depending on the person, depending on the context, depending on the country. It really depends. That's what I could say. As an economist, I will say it depends. <laughs> Overall, however, I, 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 you know, what I, what I have seen is that, you know, just looking, looking at a very specific example, the people in the village that I come from, uh most of the kids in there or most of the people from my generation they were able to go to high school and some of them were even able to go to to college and and you know to get a a higher degree and and it seems to me like that that change that access makes people a lot more responsible for their actions mm-hmm. and allows them to think in a more organized manner and so when they are going to have a family, it's not just about you know having kids with a person and living because one of the bigger issues that there is in colombia is 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 single moms so now both men and women are a lot more aware of their choices and they can know that you know if they want to move forward uh, career wise in a professional uh, uh, sense. Then they will need to be very careful about the, the the actions that they take. So I think, for me, in my community, the, the the specific impact that it is making is indeed that people have now awareness of the impact or the of their own choices, and because of that, then they can take better. Better actions they can take. Better they can make better choices for their own lives and for the lives of their family. And without education, that's a really hard thing to do. So the impact that I that I can see uh, of education at the personal level, uh, and also more particularly in in my in the village with the people that uh, I went to school with, is that people can have a better perspective about the quality of choices that they can make mm-hmm. for their lives and for the for their families so nowadays people are more conscious about you know having children at a younger age that's one of the things that i have noticed there is a difference now 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 people really think about it because before as in all agricultural societies, people always try to have more kids mm-hmm. and usually at an earlier age because they need that labor force so that they can, uh, you know, grow their crops and, and all that kind of deal. But uh, today people are changing uh, that perspective and that way of doing things precisely because of education, but also because there are other opportunities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, today we have the internet and so people have more access to, to, to uh, cell phones and, and Facebook and all that kind deal so they really it really does create an impact uh that particular uh, uh this particular aspect uh, the education aspect and in my personal uh sense uh, all of my siblings they went to uh to college uh so the eldest sister she is um She's a lawyer, and right now she's one of the Vice Ministers of Peace in Colombia. Uh, So it really did make a a huge difference for her. Uh, She's the eldest, and and she's been working with the indigenous community for a long time, uh, and now she was selected... Uh, again, to be a vice minister of peace, so that would have never happened mm. if he, if she had not gone to college, if she had not gone to high school, you know, that would have been a different story today. Uh, my brother, he is a chemistry engineer, and now he's a teacher. So again, it, he would not have had these opportunities had he not gone to school. And 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 you know, and and this might seem even a little bit trivial because most people think you know education is at uh, work is is just whatever, but but really that's not the case. There is people around the world, even here in the U.S., who who can't find a proper job because they don't have education and. And and education does does create a, an impact. It does make a change in people's lives. So I will say it's extremely important that that we that as human beings, you know, just the fact that we're human beings, that that we uh, feel empathy for other people's situations, and that we may contribute in one way or another uh to To provide for that for that essential need today, which is education, I think it's extremely important mm-hmm. uh so yes it does it does make a huge difference. I think it's extremely important,
0: yeah, and even just the impact you talk about with your sister with the role that she's got and your brother as mm-hmm. a teacher, like that's impacting. More and more people. So we we think of ourselves often in this own little world. But I feel what you're saying is that we always mm-hmm. have the opportunity to impact other people by 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 our own choices and what we what we do with them.
1: Well, exactly. Yes. Uh, ultimately, we are we are uh, we are linked one another one way. You know, in one way or the other. Uh, that there is always there is always a repercussion or what we do is going to create either a a negative effect, or it's going to provide a benefit for somebody else. And education has that power. It it does have that power, even if you don't use it. You know, for something so novel as to you know be you know the major of your of your city, or you know, or, or be the next uh you know great entrepreneur, it it does create a change, it does create an impact, even if it's just in you and your personal family or like your 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 closest family, it does make a huge difference. Uh, my I have so I have uh we're five siblings. I am the last one. Mm-hmm. And and my other sister she is uh she's a teacher as well and she started English and studied other languages and she was the one who came up actually with the idea for the educational platform because she's so a need uh to to provide something for her kids outside of the classroom so that they are not just it's not just in the classroom but they can take this to their homes and, and they can practice and and they can do many other things so she doesn't have any of the of the business experience but then uh, you know i have a little bit more of experience in that regard and i also have more connection so you know everybody just helps one another and 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 that's a good thing, and that's one thing that I believe comes through, not necessarily through formal education, but it does come uh, through lots of connections, which uh, in my case, I acquired them through my formal education, you know, being here in the US, being in Norway. uh, Those are all uh, formal education uh, places that I went to, and and I got to know many other people which now are playing an important role in, in what we are trying to develop. Uh, and lastly, my other sister, my, my sister before me, she's, uh, She's a uh, uh, an agricultural engineer, so she's working for the Colombian Coffee Federation, and and she's also making an impact in there because you know, she's helping the farmers uh, uh, understand the, the the farming techniques that they should be using and understanding you know how how they can uh, approach the market because most of the time it's just very traditional. It's just you know just, just put the put the plants in the ground, grow them, pick them up, and send them. Uh, but there isn't much. Uh, of 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 a focus on what kind of techniques they can use so that they can have higher yield, mm-hmm. so that they can so that the yield is of higher quality, so they can get, you know can get paid more for the coffee and all that kind of stuff. So it really does, it really does create an impact I believe.
0: Absolutely. So what's the thing in your life right now that excites you the most?
1: I will say uh well there are many <laughs> that's a really good question. There are there are many <laughs> There are many things that excite me a lot. Uh, I mean, I think the main thing is just uh, right now I am not so concerned about knowing what is exactly going to happen in the future. To, to happen in the future mm-hmm. my excitement today is about living today doing the things that I need to do today mm-hmm. so that I can see a result tomorrow I don't know what it, the result is going to be I am putting lots of people together I'm bringing uh, you know lots of minds together and, and putting lots of efforts to create uh, different things but ultimately and this happens in every business you don't know what's going to happen Mm -hmm. and 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 sometimes that can be a positive thing sometimes that can be a negative thing because you can either be very concerned or you can say i am going to do my best today and i am going to see what is going to happen tomorrow so that is the most exciting thing for me is just about living today this is not a thing it's more about a a a set of mind I will say
0: (laughs) and if you're a curious person like you've said you are that's perfect because if it means that everything that's happening to you every day you can be curious about and you can see where it can take you without really having to know what the outcome is that's an awesome way to live
1: Right, exactly, and and you know I do have plans. I do have uh, specific things, specific goals, but, but it it always is just you know just like what happened a moment ago. I think we should tell the I should think we, I think we should tell the listeners what just happened. Uh, so we were in the interview about fifteen minutes ago. The electricity just went out here in the US. You know who would have thought of it? <laughs> and we were disconnected for about ten minutes, and now we're back up. So these are the things that you cannot. you you know you just can't foresee they happen and and you deal with them as they happen (laughs) so so yeah that's just the excitement of life in my opinion
0: (laughs) it interesting that's for sure and that's the thing it's not about getting upset about it you know it's it's an inconvenience there's Mm -hmm. life has inconveniences um, and yeah I think coming back to that patience thing it's about us understanding that Stuff happens sometimes in its own time. Yes, we've got to work towards what we need and want, but mm-hmm. sometimes we can't have it straight away and stuff happens like internet going out and <laughs> electricity going. Right. <laughs> but, you know, more serious stuff obviously happens as well. Exactly. In 50 years, where would you see yourself?
1: In 50 years, that's that. that's a little bit of a question that, Probably I can't answer precisely because of what I just said. <laughs> I I honestly, you know, I have certain goals. Uh, one of the things that I, wanna, uh, that I want to do uh, is to get more involved in politics in Colombia. So uh, there is lots of people who have been recommending that I should get more involved with, with uh, you know, even being the major, potentially in the future, being the president. I don't know. It will wow. happen. It will not happen. But that would be one thing that I would be very excited about. And, and who knows, you know, you, you, you do the things, like I'm saying, you do the things today, you do the things the best that you can, you, you help the people, uh, you put your, the interest of others before your own, uh, not so much that you are not caring for yourself, but that, that, that you really care for others. And when that happens, I think life just rewards you. Uh, things come your way that that you don't necessarily expect that they will come. So I am doing what I am doing today. I don't know what's going to happen in 50 years, but the, the answer is we will see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so when you are the president of Columbia, can we just have our, your contact details so we can get in touch with you now so we can know you when you are such an influential person? I,
1: i am I am all about staying connected with everybody yeah that's for sure so i i never i i think there is one of the things that I have learned from from the people that I have met from uh, i I know lots of entrepreneurs people who are who have lots of money in in and, and and this is not the case for all for all of them, but I feel that most of the people that I know that are quite wealthy are actually some of the the most humble people that there is. So for me, being humble is about meeting absolutely everybody on the way, being awesome to them, and always remembering them at every point in my life. And people are a little bit uh, surprised by that, especially in Colombia, because Colombia is a country where, where if you just do about anything – uh, there is a lot of classism, and, and 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 people immediately think that you know you're not going to talk to them anymore or that you're not gonna uh you know even even say hi to them but that's really not for me it's i'm always about staying in touch with everybody so yes <laughs> if that happens i would like to be in your podcast again
0: <laughs> but what, what is your um your website so people can see the work that you're doing
1: Yes, so the, the, the coffee importing business is colombiancoffeeconnection.com and the educational website is gojulie.com. Uh, Go, Julie is private at the moment, so you won't be able to see anything in there. But ColombianCoffeeConnection dot com is is open, and uh, right now we only sell coffee to people here in the US. So if you are uh, in another country like Australia, you probably won't be able to see the shop page. You will be able to see uh, the about page and the front page and everything else, but not necessarily the products. So yes, that's that's the website
0: and so tell us about go julie why who's julie
1: julie is my sister uh her name is actually Juliet, and and so initially she had a different idea about the name and and i have actually actually no different websites that uh you know one, one of the websites in in my in my university was called uh katie katie uh, and, and Katie was the the management system that we use to track our progress with our grades and all the things. So it seems like there is always a, a female character involved into this educational sites. There is another one that I just forgot how it's called. But it's also an educational platform that, that they teach main, mainly tech-related uh, courses. And so I just thought, you know, how, how we can make it uh, fun and so it's just like people can remember and that people can relate. And I thought Julie will be fun. <laughs> I like
0: the go in front. I like a bit of go, a bit of an action word. And, you know, and it's about that that bigger plan, that big picture, you know. Go Julie is like ramming you on. I love it.
1: Right. And, and it starts with Go. So it could be Go, Go, Tina, Go, Erwin. could be Go, anybody. That's what I found. You know, that was the first thing that was just kind of cool. And, and also starts with Geo, Google. So it's a little bit of an SEO thing in there. So <laughs> um, just some ideas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what could you leave? What sort of pearl of wisdom could you leave with the Design new community is your, your last word?
1: Sorry, can you repeat that?
0: Yeah, sure. What pearl of wisdom, what what could you leave the Design New community about how we can go about living our best life?
1: Right. Uh, Well, the first thing... the first thing and is the things that we introduced at the beginning is, is definitely be very patient. Uh the second thing is that you have to be uh very open-minded to change. Change is always going to happen. And 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 because change happens doesn't mean that you know it's it's either a bad thing or a net or a positive thing. You have to have the wisdom to distinguish between uh one or the other. Uh and, and the last thing is just if you want to do something. Uh, go for it! Don't don't be afraid. Definitely don't be afraid. Go for it. That's what I will say. Uh, is the way that you can go about signing your own life because there are so many fears, there are so many things that are going to be in your way, uh, that are going to try to stop you. And, and and if you are afraid, if if uh if if you are not curious enough, if you don't think that you can do it, then you just will get stuck in there and you won't do anything. But, but yeah, just just be courageous and go about and do it. <laughs>
0: And be curious, as you
1: said. I love it. And be curious, yes.
0: Evan, thank you so much. I've really appreciated every moment you've spent with us. You, you're amazing. And, yeah, thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Tina. It's been a pleasure to talk with you today. And, and thank you to the listeners as well for, for listening to this podcast. And uh, we'll see if we, if we will chat again in the future.
0: A huge shout out to you for being here, for listening in, and being ready to step up to the drawing board. I honor your spirit and your openness to growth. If you have a mate who you think will benefit from hearing today's message, please share this episode with them. Another great way you can support us is to subscribe or to leave a five-star review in iTunes. These reviews really do assist us to raise the visibility of the Design New podcast and helps us to reach design viewers from all walks of life. I really do appreciate the time it takes for you to do that. So thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Design You podcast. You'll find the show notes over at tinamurray.com. Can't wait to see what you create as you design it, communicate it, and deliver it.